what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. I want you to come to this church. I want you to pay your tithe. I want you to read your Bible. I want you to pray. I want you to fast. And I want you to do all the things that Christian people do. But more than anything else, I want you to get to know Jesus Christ. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles, would you turn with me, please, to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37, verse 7. And Ezekiel said, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. I want to continue with the message we started last week, prophesy upon these bones. The vision that God gave to Ezekiel some 2,600 years ago, It is a type and portrays Israel's both spiritual and national condition. And what Ezekiel saw was not a pretty picture. It was the remains of those who were once alive, but yet death had taken its toll. And although this concerned Israel of Ezekiel's day, this word that God gave to Ezekiel in this vision is still prophetic in nature, and some of it has still not been fulfilled even up until today. There is still some of that that is yet to come in the not-too-distant future. But as we look at this vision that God gave to Ezekiel, we need to understand that what we're looking at here not only applies to Israel, but it can apply to any person, to any people, whether it be a church or a nation. This is what can happen to any group of people who rejects the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what Israel did. They rejected Jesus Christ as their Messiah. And they had him crucified. For almost 40 years after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the disciples preached the message that Jesus Christ is the Son of God 
and he is alive forevermore. The Apostle Paul came along preaching the same thing, but the Lord gave him a deeper meaning. God gave to him the meaning of the cross, the meaning of the new covenant. And as Paul shared his message, some of the Jews got saved as a result of what the disciples was preaching and what the Apostle Paul was preaching. But by and large, Israel as a nation still rejected Jesus Christ as being the Messiah. In 70 A.D., the Roman soldiers came in and leveled Jerusalem. Jesus said, prophesied of the temple, he said, not one stone will be left upon another. Many Jews were crucified. Some were sold into slavery and scattered all over the world. This is the vision that God gave to Ezekiel. The bones of those who were once alive scattered all over the valley floor. It is a picture of Israel, but it can also be a picture of the church as well. You see, today, because Israel has rejected Jesus Christ, the Lord has now built His church We have been grafted in to the olive tree, which is a type of Israel. You and I have been grafted into this olive tree, and God warns us. The Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, said in Romans chapter 11 and verse 21, If God spared not the natural branches, speaking of Israel... Take heed lest he also spare not thee. If the church goes the same way that Israel went, then the church will be cut off exactly as Israel was cut off. And sadly and regrettably today, much of the church is rejecting Jesus Christ and Him crucified because it offends people. That message does not draw a crowd, ladies and gentlemen. It offends people. And churches today, want, want, they want the houses full of people. So there is another gospel that is being preached Today, a gospel that is more man-centered than God-centered. It is a message that does not address sin in any nature. It is a message that says, come as you are. And let me tell you, you may be listening by radio today. I want you to come here to the church. If you don't have decent clothes or whatever, as long as you come clothed, we don't care. So come as you are. But let me tell you today, the message that I preach, Jesus Christ and Him crucified, let me tell you, you will not leave the way you came in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, God told Ezekiel, in this vision, he was standing there in the valley with all these bones around him. And God said, I want you to preach 
to these dry bones. Now, in the natural, that don't make no sense whatsoever. I mean, these folks ain't got no ears. So in the natural, watching Ezekiel stand there in a valley of bones, preaching to a bunch of bones, it makes no sense. It's foolishness. Dan, if you will, go to 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. The Apostle Paul said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Move down to verse 21, if you will. For the world by wisdom knows not God. Look at that. The world by wisdom knows not God. You think of that. We are in a very technologically advanced age today. And with all of the gadgets and gizmos and phones and, I mean, we can spend millions of dollars today and send out probes and send stuff out into space. They're building some probe thing now to go to Mars so that we can try to set up a colony on Mars one day. And all of this advancement and the things we're able to do, man still does not find out and learn about God. They're forever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. That's what the Bible says. See, they can go to the moon, and they can get a bunch of rocks, and they can come back down here to earth and compare them. They find no difference between the rocks on the moon and the rocks here. Why? Because the same God that made the rocks here made the rocks up there. But yet we got to spend millions of dollars to do that, and they still don't know about God. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to confound the wise. He said the Jews require a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. Verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified. He said, I know it's a stumbling block to the Jews. They just have to get over it. And to the Greeks, it's foolishness. But to we who are saved, it is the power of God. Paul told Timothy, Dan, if you will, put this up on the screen. 2 Timothy 4. He said, in the latter days, they would depart from the faith. He said, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They'll turn away their ears from the truth and be turned to fables. And Paul said, in the face of that, Timothy, preach the word. Preach the word. He said, be instant in season and out of season. What does that mean? Well, that means when it's popular to say it, you say it. And when it ain't popular to say it, you still say it. Preach the word. Preach what I tell you to preach. Ezekiel said in Ezekiel 37 verse 7, he said, I prophesied as I was commanded 
Today, God doesn't work through a prophet like he did in Old Testament times. However, the gift of prophecy can still operate. And the gift of prophecy is still available for every person under the sound of my voice today. Oh, now, let me give you some scripture for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given the Spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, here you go, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But here it is, catch this last verse. But all these worketh the same, the one and the self-same Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. The gifts of the Spirit are available to God's people as the Spirit wills it. But Paul said we are to seek earnestly for the best gift. So the gift of prophecy is still in action today. It still operates. I remember the first word of prophecy the Lord gave me concerning this house right here. Friendship. We were dealing with Abraham and Sarah. Genesis chapter 18. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Genesis 18 and verse 10, if you will. Abraham and Sarah were in their tent one day, and God came down in the heat of the day. And Abraham saw God, and him and God had a conversation there at the tent door. And God said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. When I left Watson's Grove to come here, to pastor. Brother Larry Barber, who was my pastor at that time, he said, son, let me tell you something now. I just want to prepare you so that you'll know what to expect. He said, now I don't know none of them folks over there, but I've been preaching long enough and I've been to enough churches to know the routine." He said, when you go in over there, enjoy your honeymoon. He said, your honeymoon's going to last about eight or nine months. There's going to be a lot of people coming in the door. Don't get excited when you see a lot of people in the church. Most of them are there out of curiosity, and they want to see who the new preacher is. 
He said, but about after eight or nine months, the attendance is going to drop off. And he was right, honey. After about eight or nine months, I done become the old hat. And people quit coming. And I was depressed. And there were things going on at the time. I'm not going to go into all of that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was ready to throw up my hands and just quit. Just, just quit. Just go to another church. And, but God said, no, you preach what I tell you to preach. And I'm going to tell you. It upsets me something fierce to stand up here and preach and ain't but 10, 12 people here. And that's where we were at at one time. And the Lord used this verse right here. God was speaking to Abraham. And Abraham was listening to what God was saying, but Sarah was also listening. She was behind the tent door. And Abraham didn't know it, but she was listening. And the Lord told me then, he said, there are people listening that you know not of. There are people listening that you will never see. Preach what I tell you to preach. And it wasn't long after that, the Lord opened up the door for us to go on WAGO, the Go Mix Christian Radio Network. And today there are people listening that I've never seen before and probably will never see. And we hear from them from time to time and thank God for those of you listening by radio. But the Lord told me to tell Friendship Church. And He showed it to me in the Word of God. Genesis 18, verse 14. He said, At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Now, when I was preparing that particular message, reading in one of the commentaries, and I don't even know who had this comment, but they, they went on to say that when God performed this miracle, Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 that in order to bring about this miracle, God had to restore their youth. And when I read that, the Lord dropped it in my spirit, and He said, I'm going to restore the youth to Friendship Church. And when I read that, I said, Lord, <laughs> you're going to have to help me believe that. And you're going to have to, if you want me to preach this, you're going to have to help me to preach this. Because I know by statistics that most church growth takes place within the parameters of the church, 
What do I mean by that? Well, it means that young families are having little babies and bringing little children into the church, and most of the time the church grows from within. And at that time, as I stood up here preaching to the people, most of the people in here were over 50. And the Lord's telling me, I'm going to restore the youth to Friendship Church. I said, Lord, how can it be? I can't see it. And then he showed me, verse 14 again, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Glory to God. I said, Lord, help me to preach it. See, it's not up to me to bring it to pass. There ain't a thing I can do to make it happen. God's the one that makes it happen. He just asked me to preach it, and he'll bring it to pass. And praise God, he is doing it. He is doing it through destiny and other ways. All right, I'm running out of time. I'm right back to verse 7 again in Ezekiel 37. Ain't this where I stopped last week? (laughs) Ezekiel prophesied. And he said the bones begin to come together. Bone to his bone. What the Lord is doing now. And he's actually been doing it for some time. He's bringing things together the way he wants it. Not only just here in Friendship Church, but he's doing it on many different levels. In a political level. He's getting everything like he wants it. And if you look at things today and you say, Well, Brother James, I don't like what I'm seeing. Just hold on. The Lord is getting everything together like He wants it. And God's got some good things right around the corner. I'm believing God for some great things in the upcoming new year. And as we begin another new decade, 2020. I'm believing God to open up the door for us to have some internet here at the church. So that these services can be live streamed over the internet. Nothing's impossible with God. Well you say well brother James who's going to video all of this. And who's going to do these things. I don't know. We had homecoming here just a week or so ago. And the question was asked well how's the church doing. Well we're doing fine. We just need some more workers. I've heard that ever since day one. We need more workers in the church. Well, honey, I got news for you. Not only is God bringing bone to bone and he's getting things together like he wants it, but let me tell you, he said some sinew was coming. He said some sinew and some muscle came up on those bones. Glory to God. I don't know if y'all feel that or not, but I feel that. I said, there's some muscle coming. There's coming some muscle to Friendship Church. 
Oh, good grace of mercy, I feel this too. But there's coming some muscle to Washington, D.C. so as we can stop fussing and bickering and fighting and nothing getting done. That's about to change. Some muscle is coming so that the gospel can go forth. Glory to God. I see a lot of smiling faces and a lot of you nodding your head and you're saying, Amen, Brother James, preach it. Well, I got some bad news too. Because he also said there in uh, verse 8 that some flesh came up. Flesh. You see, anytime you're dealing with people, you're going to have problems. And so, God's getting everything like He wants it. There's some muscle coming. There's some workers coming. But flesh always gets in the way. There's going to be some struggles there with the flesh, as there always is. Thirdly, He saw the skin come up over that. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, you've got a problem with skin tone if you've got a problem with color of skin you need to get over it you need to go to the altar of the cross and ask God to deal with your racism issues oh good grace and mercy I've run out of time but hey at least I got to verse 8 we'll deal with it next week the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 